Hey world, it's your host Marshall. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Run On Thoughts. Here we talk about everything and nothing because we are not afraid to be all of ourselves even as we evolve. And that's my thought for my fellow thought thinkers as we unpack our traumas, past hurts, and other BS. Y'all ready? Let's go. Let's go. Hey, 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 you're tuning in to the Run On Thoughts podcast, where you can listen on most platforms, including SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and you can always go to runonthoughts.com to listen or to find those podcasts. First, I want to say thank you and stay in a place of gratitude for those who are joining us for the first time on this journey and continue to say thank you to those who have been on this ride with me. I am so grateful. Today on season six, episode seven, where are we going? Today, I wanna take it back to me and share how I got here. Today's topic is evolution. Evolution. That's right. I say the word evolve in the intro because I am all of myself even as I evolve, right? That is the very reason for the unpacking and the unlearning. Let me share with you guys what evolution means. You know, I think we think we know what things mean and I just usually like to clarify so that as we move forward in life, we also enhance our vocabulary because sometimes I realize that we think we know what a word means and we're using it and it doesn't really mean it's, it had, it's the word has evolved, but in its natural state, evolution is the theory of evolution is a scientific theory that essentially states that species change over time. And some of the ways that we change over time is natural selection. And I thought about that, right? And natural selection is simply the process of over time, there are things that you need and things that you no longer need, like these things no longer serve you. So when I'm speaking about evolution, I'm speaking about evolution of our character, evolution of our minds, evolution of the way we see things, our perceptions, evolution of all of the things that shape us into who we are now. And that is why it is also important to continue to unpack and unlearn and because we all need to see how things serve us, right? It's like some of us are carrying baggage that no longer serves us. Like if you were afraid of the dark and you need to sleep with the light on, but the reason why you are afraid of the dark is because you were told that there's a boogeyman underneath your bed. But now as a woman, You still believe that you are afraid of the dark, but you may not be afraid of the dark because what if over time you no longer believe in this boogeyman? So that is why it is so important that as you're traveling down the journey of life, right, that you constantly stop and see how what you are defining as parts of you serve you and no longer serve you. Does that make any sense? So today I wanted to talk about some of the ways that evolution has affected me. 
I have shared most of my journey with you guys. You, you guys all know that I lost my mom at a young age. And in losing my mom, I am sure that that created some traumas that I took along life's journey with me, right? Like when I was young, I've always been fun and free and quirky and kind of weird. And I've always been comfortable being that. But part of the reason why I was comfortable being that is because I didn't want people to get too close, right? I could be the fun girl, I can be silly, I could be creative, I could be the dancer, I can be all of those things, but I didn't want to be vulnerable. I didn't want to allow people in because when you have lost so young, you become afraid that people are going to leave you, right? And that created a sense of abandonment, right? So my losing, and losing my mom wasn't the only reason why I had abandonment issues, right? My father wasn't there due to his own issues. We are really close now because we have done the unpacking, the unlearning, the revelations, and the understanding his journey. That's another reason why it's so important to, in order to break generational curses, you have to go back. You can't just stop doing the thing, right? You need to know where those things come from. And some of these generational curses that were inherited, right? The person before us, the generations before us, they too inherited these curses, but there's always a reason. Everything about who we are can usually be defined by our past. And until we unpack and understand those things, how then do we move forward, right? We move forward with understanding. And when you understand, that is when you can forgive. I never think you should forget. Because I believe that the understanding of the thing is what will help you in the future to make decisions, to set boundaries, and to do what you have to do. So this idea of me feeling abandoned made me also not want to allow people in my life. I had boyfriends and things like that, but I have never, ever felt like I wanted someone to be so close to me that I relied on them. I have always relied on myself. That is one of the things that I want to no longer possess as I move forward in my life, right? Like, I do most things by myself because, one, I'm a control freak, right? Two, I don't really like to ask for help. And three, even if I ask for help, I really want it done my way. And if you don't do it my way, I'm going to get upset anyway. So if I'm going to get upset anyway, then I might as well go back to step one and have done it my way in the first place. Does that make sense? So my lack of being able to be vulnerable, that came into effect when I became a teen mom, right? So when I became pregnant, I was very afraid. I was afraid to love this other person because here it is, y'all. I don't have parents. When people talk about being a motherless child, I talk about being a parentless child. Yes, my aunt took me in, but, and her love language now I understand was acts of service, making sure we had a home and a roof and food and things like that. But her, her love language was not love. It wasn't uh, physical expressions of love. There were no hugs. There were no kisses. There were none of these things. And that 
reinforce the ideas that love didn't look like a kiss or a hug. To this day, I still have a hard time hugging and all those other kind of things. I'm also learning that not everybody needs that, right? You think you need something because you didn't get it, but if that's not who you naturally are, if you naturally don't really need that, then that's okay. We live in a society that tells you that you should uh, adapt to a certain way of life and that you have to want these things and that you have to want these things, but the truth is I don't really have to fit into any fucking box right? We don't have to fit into a box. If you don't need a thing, you don't need a thing. And the truth is that I don't need hugs. But as a kid, I yearned from them. I yearned for them simply because I thought that they belonged to me. I thought that when you live in a home with a family, you were supposed to hug and kiss and share and do all these other kind of things. And we did other things. There were other ways in which I felt loved. But I can also be honest and say that I didn't feel loved then, right? My evolution has allowed me to feel love then because now as I step into the future and I re-examine the past, I realize that people do the best they can with what they got, right? And that's not everybody, but for those that do the best they can with what we got, with what they got, we have to be able and willing to give them grace. Grace is an important component in the evolution, evolution, I got some nerve, in the evolution process because it is grace that will allow you to forgive yourself. It is grace that allows me to continually unpack, right? It's kind of like the mail. People don't like the mail because it's usually filled with bills and things that you don't want to have to pay and do and take care of. And so people who are in debt usually simply don't want to open the bills and it becomes frightening. They become afraid. But the truth is, you are afraid because you are not giving yourself grace. Yes, you fucked up. But as a human being, you will continue to fuck up, right? But you can't learn from the fuck up unless you deal with it. And that's the crazy thing about humans is that we often don't realize that when we do not stop to deal with the fuck up, to learn the lesson, to understand that the lesson is here to teach us. And unless we learn from the lesson, the lesson will continue to return until we learn the lesson. There is simply no way around it. You cannot go to the next level of life until you learn the lesson. And where that comes in for me is relationships. But I do want to keep talking about my son, right? So I am unable to love. I am pregnant. I am afraid. I do not want this baby. And the reason I do not want this baby has nothing to do with not wanting to provide or take care of my child, but all because I don't believe that I have nurturing skills. How am I supposed to raise a child when I feel like I don't have nothing? One, I don't even have the things. The things that my aunt provided for me were food and clothing and shelter, but I don't have a job. I don't have any skills. I don't even have a way to provide those things. So now I don't have things and I don't have love. Exactly what the fuck am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to give to this child? I am afraid. I am trying to find ways to get out of this predicament. I am praying to the gods. I am willing this baby out of me and not through an abortion. I literally just wanted the universe to come and say, hey, I changed my mind and I wake up one day, magically, I just not be pregnant anymore. I know that sounds crazy, but when you are a teenager or a young person and you are afraid, I can tell you guys that I absolutely understand 
when teenagers were pregnant and nobody knew that they were pregnant and they were having babies on the bathroom floor in a stairwell and people were like, how do they do this? How did nobody see? I am letting you know when they say God watches over fools, God watches over fools because no one knew that I was pregnant. I was dancing. I was in talent shows. I was home. I was moving and grooving. My friends didn't know. My family didn't know. I was keeping a secret. And I am sure to this day that God, my mother, the universe, Mother Earth, whatever you call it, was watching over the fool that was me. Right? So my son comes. He's born. I barely want to look at him. I wanted to, he was also born with no pregnancy pains. And I attributed that to God understanding that I just didn't want to be bothered anyway. And also realized that that is how I could have had a baby in the stairwell or on the steps or in the toilet. I didn't have no contractions. I didn't have anything. I had to be hooked up to a monitor. And when they said push, I pushed. I, wanted, I was ready to go home immediately after delivering my baby. I went home. I curled my hair. I didn't really want anything to do with him. I looked at him. I thought he looked like a cone head. And then his head, smooth his head, the way the old folks say. He got little round and cute. He started getting cute. Something happened. And it took seven days for me to connect with this child. And I don't know why, but I knew how I felt. I knew that I felt empty. I knew that I felt alone. And then I knew that this chance, this life before me, something came over me, guys. I don't know what it was. I don't know why it was, but something came over me and this floodgate was open. It was as if the walls that had been keeping love out, because that's what walls do. They do two things. Yes, they keep things out, but they do not allow things in. So the walls came down. And this floodgate of emotions came over me. And I looked at my son and I said, it's you and me, kid. And then I said, God, but I don't know what to do. I don't know how to be a mom. And the universe said to me, do the opposite of everything that you've ever seen. Do the opposite of everything that you've ever seen. And that is what I did. And then, as my journey of motherhood, I would do things. And some of the opposites that I did didn't work, right? Some of the opposites didn't work. So then I realized that I had to listen to the child, listen to the needs of the child, right? The child tells you that they need this, then that is what you do. And although I wasn't a perfect mom, because nobody is perfect, because you can't be a perfect human being, right? My being a good mother comes from the lesson that I do the best that I can. And I go above and beyond the call of duty. And I can't be held responsible for not knowing how to do a thing. But I also understand that it is important that when my son told me that I didn't do something or I didn't see something that I tried to see and or do it and evolve, right? He has a free space to be his whole self. And I think that that's the best gift that I could give him. In that, still not perfect because I'm still not perfect in my own life. So the evolution was that I allowed, because I do believe that the universe speaks to all of us. And we can choose to listen or we can choose to not listen. And I chose to listen and evolve. And that kept happening and keeps happening in my life. Like back to relationships. Because of my childhood trauma, that same abandonment creates a sense of, although I tell myself that I'm not looking for or searching for love, it's something innate that happens, right? 
you continually meet people that drain you of everything that you have. Ain't that some shit? Like, the law of attraction is real. I'm telling the universe that I don't need love, and yet I am dating and seeking out people who take all of the love that I have, right? Like, they're not giving love because guess what? I told the universe that I don't need love, but they take your time. They take your energy. And it's because I never wanted anyone to feel how I felt that I was willing to believe that I could give them all the love that I had and in turn, maybe subconsciously, maybe they would love me and I would let them. So ain't that some shit? So it's like this, 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 this glass and it has a hole in the bottom and I'm not filling me up, but I'm giving them everything that I have, but they're not filling me up. And they're not being filled up either because they don't, they're broken. We're both broken, right? So this idea of self-berating and telling yourself that you don't need love, the only thing that you can attract is people who are equally and or more broken than you. But in my evolution, what I have discovered was that because of my abandonment issues, I sought out those people who really didn't give a fuck about me. And those people who did give a fuck about me, I didn't even have the vision to see those people as really loving me. So I was harder on those that actually loved me because I couldn't recognize what love should look like. I couldn't accept that kindness and caring and gentleness and being there for me in ways was actually love. That type of love always made me feel uncertain, right? It always made me feel like I had to constantly look to see when the shoe was going to drop or when the ball was going to drop because that I couldn't relate to. But the chaos and the confusion and the fighting and the mental anguish and the generational curses, all of that shit, now that felt normal. Can any of you out there relate to that? Like the confusion feels so normal. And then what happens is you get tired, right? You get tired. I'm working. I'm doing the best I can as a mom. I'm doing the best I can. And you realize that, Lord, God, Mother Earth, universal energy, water, however you experience an internal feeling of enlightenment, I was like, I no longer, I no longer want this. And the universe said to me, it said, bitch, you're going to keep going through the same shit until you learn the lesson. The problem about lesson learning is that it's just not about in the understanding what you have to do. Now you have to do it. And that is the part that I did not want. I did not want to do the thing. I did not want to do the lesson. I did not want to do the work. But I realized, whew, bad relationship. You've repeated this bad relationship 10 times. 
you no longer want to repeat these steps, you have to stand still and you have to do something different. You have to not call this person. You have to not allow them to come into your space. You have to not see something out in the world that triggers you to have a response to this person. You have to be different. You have to stand in the darkness until you get to the light because, right, something comes over you and that inner child inside who likes the confusion wants to be seen and heard and every time you break up with a dysfunctional relationship she's like where's my people but the enlightened part of me the side that understood that in order to get to the other side means that i have to stand in the shit and just wait until i get to the other side now once you get to the other side whoo i can level up and you can feel the evolution. And this starts to happen over time with so many different parts of your life, right? You start to feel, you start to feel empowered. You start to level up. And once you level up, the beauty of leveling up for me is that the things that I was attracted to at the lower level, I am no longer attracted to at the higher level. You begin to understand who you are. You begin to set boundaries. You begin to understand that part of this evolution is understanding that you don't have to be perfect, right? In my evolution, I used to want to be perfect. But then, I think I've shared this story with you guys. It's like, even in the Bible, right? Satan used to be a good angel, decided he wanted to be perfect. He wanted to be like God. It was in his perfection that he became evil. And that quest for perfection will drive you fucking mad. But then when I decided that the only thing that I needed to be was me, that is where this podcast comes from. This podcast comes from understanding that in order to have internal peace, I have to unpack the shit that the world has given me so that I can see what I still need, what I still want, and get back to being the self that the universe made me. And boy, oh boy, that is not easy. It is not easy to be the self that God made you because so much of you is dependent upon societal norms, is dependent upon your family, is dependent upon generational curses, is dependent upon the world's need to make you who it needs you to be so that it can use you. And also, something that I don't share with people often enough is the fact that being yourself is not easy because when you are able to stand in your own truth, what happens with that truth is the fact that you have to be willing to stand alone. There are many times in life where the world is saying that it feels a way. And because I am Marshall, all of myself, even as I evolve, I have to make the conscious choice that I don't give a fuck about what you guys think or feel. I have to go with the energy that is Marshall. 
And for sometimes that makes me seem, because that's also what makes people think you're a weirdo. Usually weirdos are willing to stand in their own truth while those who are normal, normal to me simply means that you're willing to walk the line that others have set out for you. But many people don't fit into that. And for me, that's where all the confusion comes from and the illnesses come from and the mental illnesses come from and the inability to be happy and find joy and peace and, and compassion and all these things from. Because if you ain't yourself, let me tell you something. If you are not yourself, how the fuck did then you be happy for other people and allow them to be themselves? And the only way to bring peace is to evolve. Isn't it crazy that as I'm talking to you, God, I'm thinking about the circle of life, but I'm thinking about it in the sense that it's kind of like the alchemist. You go on this life journey just to discover that everything you ever wanted is back at the beginning. And that is what evolution is for me. It's not a journey into the future. Evolution for me is a journey that is in the past, right? I'm trying to get back to me, to the beginning of me, before society stepped in, before I learned all these things, before the world tried to tell me how to see. Because even your vision is impaired by perception, by what people have fed into your brain, so in order to evolve, one must understand that part of the issue is that you are consumed with other people's shit. And while you are consumed with other people's shit, you will be having these inner dialogues that conflict because you're going to want to be part of the social structure but you're also having this inner turnings in your stomach that's saying, hey, you, where are you? You're not you anymore. You're not being the you that I made you to be. And when you're not your authentic self, then you can't give the authentic self that you are out into the world. And for me, part of that is why the world is in such confusion because there are people not living in their purpose because they're not living in their truth of who they are. I'm tired of talking to you guys. Bye.